Hello everyone, I'm Mark, the chief writer here at Maltopia, and I just wanted to remind you the sleep-wake cycle is but one of a series of interconnected horror podcasts within the wide and weird world of Maltopia. For Easter eggs, crossover events, and additional lore, please check out our other series, The Shepherd of Wolves, Red Mother, Grimland, and The Damnation Machine. And be sure to check out our free content on our Patreon page for additional lore and stories. For even more Maltopia content, consider becoming a patron. Starting for as little as $2 a month, benefits range from additional art, update videos, early episode access, our mini-podcast series, October's Children, both written and full audio pieces, such as The Lost Library, Tales of Maltopia, and The Weird Book. You can also gain access to our found footage show, The Weird Tape Series, and even our Patreon-exclusive, fully-produced audio series, Devil's Clay. So, with all that said, I will leave you to the darkness. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. A lot can happen in 3 years, like a chatbot maybe your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian-developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. 
To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. Teams report in. Over. Alpha team, in position. This is Bravo team. Ready and willing. Charlie here. All set. All copy. The time had come. The Magic Lantern show was about to begin. I looked to the front door, hoping against hope that I'd see my brother walk through it. Instead, Gand marched past me down the hall, Fajin in tow. Two of the Shadowcaster's entourage carried a large object draped in purple cloth. I swore I heard sounds from beneath the covering. Quiet fists against wood, muted cries for freedom. Gan stopped next to the entrance to the oven, the Magic Lantern Club passing by him as they melted into the darkness beyond. Tapping a code on a nearby number pad, he activated the Viper chain cannon rigged to the ceiling above the door. The imposing armament snapped to life, recognizer beams combing the room for a target a chambered, non-standard round glowing from within its barrel. Well, here we are. Prepare yourself. They will be here. Soon. Farewell, Agent Rosemary Stroud. May we meet again. With that, he closed the door, locking it from the other side. All teams are in position, Agent Stroud. Are you sure you won't come with me and my team? No, Captain. I'll be more effective out here, on my own. Very well, sir. We'll be in position in moments. Gilstrix. Yes, sir. You got a first name? It's 
Adam, sir. Good luck, Adam. The burly captain nodded with a trace of a smile, then vanished into the darkness of the outer halls. I looked deep into the darkness, where it struck the outer hallways from sight. The night loved me, called to me, at least to the part of me that came from it. The other part feared it, its endlessness, its black sights better left unseen. And yet it was my home, a ruined, abandoned house I could never truly escape, shutting me up behind blackened doors at the close of every day. Someday, it might not let me back out again. Perhaps even tonight. I walked back into that dark house. Its doors yawning wide to admit me. And I was ready. Spotters reporting in. The mechanical bleed is gone. Possible movement in the north sector. Do you copy? Is anyone... Fear is like gravy, poured thick and savory upon a prickling wound. Your fear tells us where you are, ulcerating in the dark, huddled, your little weapons, the smallest comfort. For we are here, in this darkness too, right beside you. Soon, we'll open you up like ripe fruit. Your screams like nectar, flooding our mouths. We will wash you in such pain. Forever and ever and ever. Is anyone there? Come in. Come in? Anyone? Racing around the corner, I opened the way between the beds, using one of the old cots I found in a side room. In fact, as luck would have it, there were plenty of old cots in storage. I'd spent some time earlier setting them up all over the building. I would have had the fire teams join me down there, but human consciousness generally flipped within the sleepscape, from waking to dreaming. Still, I could drag them down there in a pinch. The way between the beds magnified the theme of human cremation, my legs ankle-deep in a gray desert of human dust, occasional bone fragments sticking out of the piles. The screams of Alpha Team had stopped entirely, both from the radio and the surrounding space. Even the Vipers had fallen quiet.
I emerged within a small tool shed, just outside the crematorium, where I had placed a bug-out bed, just in case I needed to get out fast. I peeked out the soiled glass to where Alpha Team had set up just inside the entrance. The area looked like it had been washed in fire and blood. I hadn't expected things to go to hell so fast. I should have been more prepared. Captain, are you there? Copy. They're inside somewhere. Some of Alpha made it back to fall back. Said it looked like a mechanical pig. It was Botch. He was inside, killing us. Copy that. Stay behind the guns. I'll find the pig. Over. Back inside, I made my way towards the oven room, where the Magic Lantern Club was presumably at their work. The Viper was still on, its ruby-red targeting beams threading the dark. As a wreck agent, my biosignature was on file with the weapon, so it knew not to target me. Not so with the grunts. The damn thing had to be turned to manual to allow them to pass by. <laughs> Membership has its privileges, I guess. I peered into the dark looking for the pig. For botch. How the hell one of those torturian things could get in and skulk around without making a sound was beyond me. But as to where it had gotten to, the big cloven hoof prints etched into the dust gave me a big hint. Looked like it had skirted the hold and headed toward the big storage facility. Likely to wait till all the rest of its gang showed up so they could charge the door together. Gilstrix and company had likely moved back to the hold and set up another viper now that the perimeter had been breached. I hated to say it, but I wasn't sure the big pig really needed all that much help. The way it walked over Alpha Team... <sighs> well, it still had to get through me. And that wasn't happening. <laughs> so much for Sugar's help. I knew it was stupid to think we could count on him. Following the hoofprints, I got as far as the storage room when they vanished. They just ended a few feet inside the room. <laughs> then I looked up. It was on the goddamn ceiling, staring at me through mechanical eyes. The storage facility was massive, its roof more than a few stories tall, so I hoped I had a few seconds to react before the thing was on top of me. Botch must have guessed I was doing some math and didn't want to chance what I'd come up with. Streaking down from the ceiling, the truck-sized Torturian came at me like a snorting meteor, but I held my ground. I'd been able to defy gravity for Isaiah and me when we'd fallen through the floor back in Marrow's, so it only stood to reason I could do the same thing to the pig. The room won a deep blue as I loosed my power from my eyes, catching it in mid-air. The effort felt different than trying to overpower gravity. More like taking it apart, spacing out its connections, dissolving it. I managed the trick for about a second or two, but it was all I needed. 
I soared upward, meeting the pig in the air. Sparks gushed from where I dragged my blade across its belly and up past its shoulder. Ozone and the squeal of swine filling the air. Continuing upward, I landed on a steel rafter, cutting the light from my eyes and giving the room back to darkness. Botch's contraption was still upright, but it was hurt. Smoke curling from its punctured guts, yellow fluid slicking the floor beneath. That's when I heard the muffled moans of its power source, renewing my hatred for the Scream Eater. With slow, deliberate effort, the Torturian began to limp towards the exit. Where are you headed off to, Botch? We only just started having fun. My power lifted the pig off the floor, just high enough to keep its feet from touching. The effort sending painful shockwaves crashing through my brain. But that fucker wasn't going anywhere. It was my turn to leap down from the ceiling. I meant to bury my Balik to the hilt in steel, swine, and scream eater. But then the pig opened its mouth. Volcanoes erupt with less force. The sonic caterwaul blasted me back once I came, my head and shoulders smashing into the steel ceiling, the surrounding metal beams buckling upward from the nuclear sound wave. Plummeting, my power kicked in an instant before my face collided with the floor, as crossbeams came crashing down all around me. The pig had turned to face me by the time I recovered, crouching in agony. I've never had the pleasure of killing a reclamation agent. It will be quite the feather in my cap, to say the very least. Though, to be entirely forthcoming, I'd much prefer to feast on your pain. But, maybe, just a taste. The pig's mouth stretched open, a cluster of searching metal tubers tipped with whirring saw blades reaching for me. My eyes spit blue hellfire as I tore out the stops on my power. I was not going to be this fucker's next meal. What the hell? What... what are you doing? While the limbo elixir stopped the Scream Eater's victims from dying, Maybe it didn't stop them from sleeping. I could feel the pig's payload of tortured people, their mutilated minds. I tried for all I was worth to force them into sleep, pain and alien fluids fighting me all the way. The Torturian stumbled forward as its power source started snoring, its head crashing down in front of me, smoke flowing from its metal snout. The twisting blade of my Balik vanished inside the hellish thing as Botch leapt from the hatch atop its back. Huh. I guess even machines void their bowels at the moment of death. Although, if you ask me, you're an insult to pig shit, Botch. He froze at the sight of me, my eyes washing him in deepest blue. 
wearing some kind of organic pilot's getup, branching nervous tissue wrapping all around a dark, fleshy unitard that seemed to pulse and stir. The Scream Eater looked like an astronaut from hell. She told us of those from New Victoria, the wakeless ones, who wield sleep as she wields fire. Though, I confess, I didn't expect to meet one in the service of the Esoterium. And you never will again. I'd foolishly assumed Botch was defenseless without his pet pig. Dodging my blade, he drew a dagger that loosed a hideous shriek as it slid free of its sheath. While not the hurricane of screams and pain the Torturian had smacked me with, it hurt nonetheless. A second dagger appeared, and my Balik blazed blue as I channeled my power through it, holding it out in front of me, allowing its blade to cut through the second volley of sound and fury. I stepped back as Botch circled me, waiting for an opening to stick me with that weird dagger of his, which would likely cut far deeper and sting more ferociously than typical blades were accustomed. I assume your kind is immortal and resilient. The screams you might supply me, all of us, delicious. I was done with banter. I couldn't afford another slip-up. Once my ears quit ringing, I pressed my advantage, brandishing a weapon that could hiss through the air like a serpent, or lash out like a whip, to name but a few of its talents. Setting my Balik loose, allowing it to corkscrew and writhe in the dark between us, it sunk into the madman. And while I suspected he tanked the pain from the attack, given his nature, the damage itself was done. Botch tried to slash my blade away from where it entered his side, but it merely looped around his hand, severing it at the wrist. Running out of options, he rushed me, remaining dagger outstretched, teeth bared. My blade curved around him, coming at him from behind, its tip vanishing into his back. Like the mechanical pig, he collapsed at my feet, his remaining dagger clattering across the floor. My hatred parted for an instant, shoved aside by the realization of what I was about to do. Again. I had hoped the moment would have swept me up, made the act unconscious. Yet, there I was, hesitating. You would do... well... But hesitation wasn't a part of my world anymore. They were at the hold, trying to break into Lucifer's oven, get to the Magic Lantern Club. As I closed upon the hold, the chain cannon threw shadows across the wall, hinting at the horrors I was about to confront. Crooked limbs and demonic heads and throbbing jaws strobed black across the ash-strewn hallway.
It was the vulture again, this time smashing through the roof, crashing down into the hall behind me, a solemn black shape against the weaker darkness that framed it. The thing was a towering mass of metal and whirring gears and cogs and and screams. Noticing me gawking, it spread wide its wings, the metal pinions sweeping the ash piles into the air, little cyclones of human dust turning all around me. Its underbelly revealed I could see its payload of anguished victims, caught in the bladed gears of its metal guts, being crushed and sliced and separated. Their eyes, just wet windows into infinite pain. I regretted not taking my time with Botch. These fuckers were gonna... Something leapt from the darkness beside me. Something immense and monstrous. Whatever it was, I could hear its jaws clamp around the vulture, metal screeching futilely beneath the force of its bite. And then, almost as if they had never been in the first place, they were gone. The beast carrying the torturian off into the darkness of the outer halls, the sound of metal wings flapping madly, hopelessly. Not having the luxury of making sense of it all, I continued towards the hold, sidling up to the nearest corner to see what I could see. There were two more of the goddamn things, each the size of a truck. Both vipers hit them with everything they had, along with the fire teams, shoulder to shoulder, giving all the hell they could give. For their part, the Torturians were flitting through the shadows, one step ahead of the thundersome gunfire, far more agile than gigantic machines had any right to be. The cat, a lean length of sinewy steel and flashing emerald eyes, bounded over the streams of gunfire, clawing at the chain cannon mounted above the door. The sight of it all, my most recent murder, all the dust and darkness, my missing brother, the chaos called to her from the ruins of my mind, and she came. I could see my mother at the far end of the corridor, smiling at me, lovingly, tenderly, a mother's first look at her baby. She took my gaze gently into her eyes and guided it across the room to where a figure stood in deepest shadow. A man, it seemed. When the muzzle flashes strobed, pinning his shadow to the wall behind him, it shivered and scurried. Thousands of insects. Spiders. Stepping into the royal of guns and monsters and machines, the thing with spiders for a shadow opened a vast, toothy hole of a mouth tittering mandibles unfolding from within its ever-widening maw, and loosed a thick stream of translucent silk. The centipede proved the target of the webbing. A metallic squeal came out of the torturian as the molten silk splashed across it, ensnaring the thing where it scurried across a wall. The cat, noticing the fate of its fellow monstrosity, leapt backwards into the distant shadows. A solid stream of gunfire trailing only inches behind it, chewing the walls to glittering shrapnel.
The viper went quiet for a moment, and I heard the eater inside the cat howling into whatever communication device the Torturian possessed. Send up the sallow. Within moments, the ground began to shake, a rumbling from the pit of the world's stomach. The floor erupted, exploding dust and debris like buckshot. A towering glass capsule stretched from floor to ceiling, and it was filled with the limbo elixir. Beyond the range of the guns, a silence framed the sounds of the thing, the foul yellow fluid draining from vents that opened at the capsule's base, hydraulic clamps coming loose. The fluid drained away, and a figure came into focus. A thing that approximated what I could only imagine was the physical manifestation of pain itself. Yellowed and humanoid, its face was a scream made flesh. A mouth stretched impossibly wide. Eyes that rolled back into its head. Cracked and broken teeth. Skin flayed and hanging in sallow flaps. Exposed muscles, jaundiced and torn. It took a deep breath and screamed. The capsule shattered, the walls cracked and buckled, the floor shook, the viper cannons crumpled. The fire teams bled from their eyes and noses and mouths. Their screams swept up to join the creatures, and I crashed against the wall, hands cupped over my ears, my skin rippling beneath the waves of unabating pain. I could feel myself falling into my mother's arms, her whispered words at my ear. Hush, little baby, don't say a word. Mama's gonna buy you a mocking. The Sleep-Wake Cycle is a Maltopia production. Today's episode was written by Mark Anzalone and performed by Kelly Bear and Mark Anzalone. The episode was edited by Walker Kornfeld. Sound production and editing was performed by Stephen Anzalone. Check us out on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Maltopia. That's M-A-E-L-T-O-P-I-A. And if you'd like to know more about the world of the Sleep-Wake Cycle and contribute to its nightmarish expansion... Visit us at www.patreon.com forward slash Meltopia, where you can gain access to all sorts of art, mythology, stories, and more. For more information about the sleep-wake cycle and the larger world of Meltopia, head over to Meltopia.com. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. 
Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.